0: Two, one. Yes, I think we are live. We can just um, wait for a couple of minutes to let other people join, because okay. it um, it does take a minute for them to start joining.
1: That's
0: okay. But in the meantime, let me just welcome you. Thank you, Moria, for joining. us. It's Moria, right? Or how do you Yes, oh, you're Moria. pronouncing it
1: very well. Thank you. Okay. T- <laughs> yeah.
0: Um thank you for joining us this afternoon on a sunday afternoon
1: yeah.
0: is this oh that's you okay thank you for joining us a sunday afternoon i'm looking forward to learning from you um i'm going to give you the floor allow you to introduce yourself and let you get into your presentation
1: okay all right thank you thank you so much i'm ready to be here Okay. Uh, I welcome you on board uh, today's discussion on succession planning amidst um, COVID nineteen. And uh I will I'll share with you the slides on the same
0: uh
1: This is my presentation. I don't know whether everyone is able to see the PowerPoint presentation.
0: Um we aren't seeing the PowerPoint presentation. If you have you gone to share screen?
1: Yes, I have. I don't know whether it's uh, actually share shared
0: screen and you just click on the screen with your presentation. Okay.
1: Just uh Just a minute. I'm actually trying to share the same. All right. Is is it okay now? Are you able to... To see the screen.
0: I'm still not seeing anything on, on our oh. screen. If you click on share screen, it gives you a white box. Is that right?
1: Okay.
0: And then yeah, in the white actually, box, there is
1: share screen, that is the the, the 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 arrow, right? I've actually
0: done that. And then it will give you a white box where it'll show you different screens that are on your computer screen. Yeah. Just click okay, on the one sure. with the PowerPoint. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Now, is it working? Yes,
0: now it's working. Okay,
1: Sorry. so um, I think that is a brief description of what we are doing this afternoon. Uh, you can see my my name. I I basically specialize on uh, um, family businesses. I'm actually um, I'm actually just done with my PhD on the same. I'm only waiting for my graduation. I've also been working for family business firms, uh, actually as a CEO, and um, some of the things that I'm going to discuss with you in the next few minutes are some of the things that I've even personally done in uh, the family businesses that I manage to ensure that um, the business is sustainable during this period and beyond. Uh, I can go to the second slide. Definition of succession planning. Succession planning is actually uh, a comprehensive, systematic approach to building a leadership and talent pool to ensure that both current and future leadership needs are met in a way that ensures continuity. During this period, there are quite a number of things that are happening. And you don't know how some of those key offices need to be added. And that is the reason why, as a family business manager, you need to organize yourself in such a way that those key offices are not left vacant. In the case one of the staff members either falls sick, especially because of this pandemic that is quite indeterminate of what may happen. So, as a business, uh, as a family business owner or a manager, you need to ensure that in every key office, there is actually a person who is seconded to under those key positions in case that person who is handling that office at that time is absent, possibly because of this sickness. As we progress, we shall see what some of the companies actually have done or what some of the governments have even advised as far as this is concerned. You realize that some possessions are actually the livelihoods of a company. For instance, a system administrator. If in your company you have only one system administrator and many of the operations in businesses today are automated. If there is no any other person who has been trained on how to handle that system, then it becomes a problem in the case this person falls sick all of a sudden. So you need to prepare somebody, not necessarily one, even two who can handle this role in the case this key person is absent for that period. So this That is basically what succession planning is all about. Building a leadership and talent pool to ensure there is continuity in case the current staff or people who are handling various positions is absent from work due to certain reasons. I go to slide number two. Why do we need succession planning? When... We talk about succession planning, actually, it's basically from the overall planning. We always say, if you fail to plan, then you are planning to fail. If you don't plan on how these key positions will be taken in case those who are currently, or the incumbents are sick, or there are other reasons that may not, that may make them not come to work, then it means you're planning for your business to fail. I give another example, for instance, a stock controller in those family businesses that deal with stock. If a stock controller is absent and you have not prepared anyone else to handle this stock, then you are likely to either incur losses or you're even likely to um, uh, suffer total lockdown of your business for some hours before you prepare somebody to take this office. Succession planning is very important to ensure that there is continuity of your business in case of a short-term interruption. You know, when your businesses are doing very well, sometimes we tend to think that they will be doing well for a long period of time. We always, and this this is something that I've actually confirmed many times we plan when we realize there is an impending danger. It is important to plan in mind that something can happen. For instance, this uh, uh, coronavirus, this is something that some of us have never witnessed in our lives. Uh, Some of us who are in our 30s, 40s, we have never end of something like that. We have never actually been out of work and stay in the houses. And if somebody and not prepared him or herself well, then such a thing can really get to an awareness and it can really disrupt your business. So you should always ensure that you have a plan even when your businesses are moving smooth because you don't know what may happen in future. This is because you don't know, disasters happen abruptly, they don't give a notice. And you can imagine a business that you have managed, a business that that you have served for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years, just come to uh, um, uh, an abrupt uh, disruption just because you had not planned yourself very well. So as family business owners, we always need to ensure that at any particular time, we have people who can handle roles that the incumbents are handling at the moment. We therefore need to plan an end of things as key decision makers in our family businesses. Benefits of succession planning. What, as a business person owner or a, a key decision maker in a family business, what do you stand to benefit in when you do proper succession planning. The first one, succession planning makes sure that the company has the right leaders in place in case of an abrupt change, a quick change that was not anticipated. And a very good example of this is this COVID-19. Let me give you an example of Kenya. When the first case was reported in Kenya, was on Friday, and that Friday evening, and on Saturday, the government announced that on Saturday, people should work from home. You can imagine how abrupt this was. There is no one, if someone had not really prepared succession uh, successors very well, then this person would have really suffered a loss because the following day, some People were supposed to be at home. Companies need not to be crowded at that particular time. But those who already planned very well, who can take over key positions at any particular time, were able to do the same. The second one, by failing to create an underly plan for succession, your company may not get a second Chance. If a company does not adopt to those changes, you may actually, nature is very unforgiving. Business environment is very unforgiving. There are some companies that at the moment are reporting billions in terms of losses just because there was no proper planning. Maybe their CEO fell sick in the middle and they had to get somebody and prepare Imoha within a very short period of time, which actually meant these companies to undergo some losses because of planning. One, actually one of the companies is for a friend of mine, whereby he has a very elderly CEO. And this company deals with this stock. This stock needs to be coordinated, to be taken to different places, you know, in Andre. Because this CEO was aged, and didn't report work then the following day after the first case was reported. Then it means this person was unable to coordinate how uh, the luggages were to be taken to different places because some of these, actually all of them require an approval of the CEO before they are sent to different places because they are goods of high value. It means This company underwent serious losses within the very first week as they were trying to uh, plan on who was to take those key positions. The reason why, and the reason why you need to uh, plan for succession is because you can't anticipate pandemics or um, uh, such things that happen abruptly. So because you can't plan, you can't anticipate for them, then you need to be prepared while in advance. The last one, the last benefit, you know that some possessions are actually livelihoods of organizations. You can imagine a person, as I said, like a system administrator. This is a person who need to ensure because many companies nowadays are automated. Any activity that takes place in a company is done through uh, the system. If this person is not at work because of one reason or the other, including this pandemic, then it means for some time, you will be in a total mess as an organization. On my other slide, there, there are um, some websites that have, uh, you know some, um, some um, links that have displayed there and kindly give me one second to to show you the same so that you can be able to understand some of the issues happening at the moment as far as succession planning planning is concerned in the world a minute kindly I'm trying to I'm trying to copy, I'm trying to copy this slide, I mean this, um, this um, link so that you're able to see what some of the, uh, the government and the companies in the world have done. Okay, I think uh, I'm unable to do that, but you can see the link and I will ask, um, I, I because I I'll send this content, you can copy that link, then you can read about what the government of Kenya in particular has advised the banks. All banks in Kenya are family-owned. And the, the the Central Bank of Kenya was advising uh all, all banks in Kenya to ensure that they have planned for succession especially the big the big um the big positions like the CEO uh, the second uh, link which you shall also uh, maybe read later i know i have only that minutes for this discussion you'll see this company whereby it's a us company where the ceo Fell sick of COVID-19, and it cost and disruption, you no, know, for a period of time before they could get another CEO to serve in that capacity. I wish this could actually open, but because as I've said, you can copy those links, you you will be able to read and see what actually happened with this company. It went into serious losses the very first day. And this actually now communicate to us as uh, family owners or uh, key decision makers for family businesses to ensure that at this time, you have seconded somebody who can take over some of these positions if the holders of these offices fall sick. I go to the next slide. Now, what can we do as family business owners or family business key decision makers to ensure that we are cautioned against any laws at this time because of uh, the possessions that are being held by key people to ensure that there is that continuity? And I would advise we adopt the following resolutions after this discussion. The first one, because of even the links that I've just uh, shared with you or you read at your own time, COVID-19 pandemic has shown us that even the key people in our companies are not immune. Even you as a business family owner, you are not immune uh, to this problem. How have you planned? In the case, today, God forbid, a key person starts coughing in your company in the evening and the following day at 6am this person is taken to the hospital and he doesn't come back. What will happen to that business of yours? Who will take over that position? So, You need to adopt a plan that accounts for unforeseen emergencies immediately after this discussion. Go and identify those key positions. Ask yourself, in this family business of mine, which positions are such that if a staff does not come tomorrow, I will struggle. I will not serve my customers as it is required. Have you identified those positions? If not, please ensure you do the identification. Number two, succession and contingency plans include identification of successors, interim personnel and or shared duties and responsibilities amongst existing personnel. What do I mean here? You need to identify key people in your company who can even multitask start showing them that other work that you feel it's important for you. And I want to discuss this with an example. If for instance, you have an accountant, is it possible for this accountant to be shown the aspect of um, maybe account controller? An accountant to be shown the duties of An account controller. An accountant can also be uh, trained or shown some duties of a cashier, such that if this cashier is absent, because of course money must be received. If this cashier is absent, can this accountant do the same work that the cashier is doing? If this cashier is absent, if this accountant is absent, can the cashier do the work that this accountant can do? We need, as, as, as business, family business owners and keen decision makers, we need to identify those possessions whereby some staff can do the duties that are being done by somebody else. That way, you will actually uh, have um, staff who is absent for that particular period. Please, as business owners, identify those key positions. Ensure people can cross-task, they can multitask. Lastly, COVID-19 pandemic must now bring together the management and the board of directors in developing a continuity plan and succession plan. Let me, let me very briefly tell you the difference between business continuity and succession plan. Succession plan is actually identifying people who can take over certain positions if the current uh, owners of those positions are sick or they are unable to come to work because maybe they are taking care of a sick person continued business continuity is to ensure that this business goes beyond the pandemic. We need to have a plan on how we shall take up the pieces and continue after the pandemic. Despite the losses that we incurred, despite the stuff that maybe we lost during this period, how do we carry ourselves again going forward to ensure that our businesses live beyond the pandemic. This must be done now. You need to continue thinking. I think you have seen, for instance, what uh, Donald Trump, the president of the US currently, is doing. He has already developed a post-COVID-19 pandemic economic recovery for the United States. As a family business owner, what are you doing to ensure that your business goes beyond COVID-19? Because I think you are not starting this business to end with a pandemic. You need to have proper plans at the moment. If there are offices that have been left vacant because uh, maybe some people left the job or some people fell sick and maybe some... Left us, you need to work a plan of replacing these people at the moment. the losses that you have incurred, what have you put in place to ensure that you you, 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 you are set or you, you you make good these losses for the business to um, to, 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 to you know to, to to come back again to life after this Those three things are very important. It's good I repeat these three issues that we need to do after this meeting. One, those key positions, the very top, the CEO, the managing director, the director in terms of finance, or at the director level, identify those positions. Get to know. How are those people? How vulnerable are they to this pandemic? The second one is these other positions. How can you ensure people can multitask within your company such that uh, some people know the duties of some of your staff? How can people cross work? The third one, how can the management and the board come together to plan for the succession plan that is replacing those people who have already left us in our company? And how will our business come back to life after the pandemic? Key questions to ask yourself as a family business owner at this time. Or uh, a keen decision maker in a family business. One, is my business stable in times of disruption? How stable am I? And by stability, I'm not talking in terms of cash flow, I'm talking in, st- in terms of workforce. Many companies have downsized. What have you done as a family business owner? As a key decision maker in family business. And I want to ask you a simple question as a family business owner. Which is better? Is it for the businesses to struggle and collapse now or it is better to downsize your company now and you sustain this company going forward? In the companies that I have advised, device on the company that I work for. We released some stuff. We were actually left with 50% of the workforce. We told them, please, for this month of April, be home. And we will pay you 30% of your salary. When things are okay, you will come back. Because of the level of operation, we were left with only 50%. At least the people that we are able to sustain as a company to ensure there is continuity in the business. And that is why I've talked about ensuring that a staff can do the work, one staff can do the work of maybe five people at this time where, when the levels of businesses is a little bit low. So that is the first question to ask yourself. How stable are you as a company during these times of disruption? The second one, ask yourself, how can you generate enough cash flow to stay operational? Don't close, please, don't close the doors and go home. As I have said, try to work with your banks, try to work with your staff, to ensure that you have minimized the cost of operations. But don't close the doors. If you close the doors, opening those doors again will take some time after this pandemic. The little cash that you may generate, now you need to be creative as a family business owner. For instance, if you are working for the most eight um, sector in this world, hospitality industry, that is the most it. How can you come up with different marketing strategies? Home deliveries, come with uh, uh, e-commerce ways of marketing your business at this time. Have apps whereby you can be able to market your product, join those apps, market online, do home deliveries. The last question to ask, coming out of this, will my business be sustainable? I've talked of sustainability in two ways, in terms of staff and in terms of cash flows. Don't be so crushed in such a way that the pandemic will die with your business. The pandemic dying is a positive thing. Your business dying is a very negative aspect. And I want to thank you for listening to me. That is my very brief uh, presentation. I now welcome you for uh, a question and answer session. Thank you so much. The moderator, I take it back to you.
0: Um, Thank you so much uh, for that very insightful presentation. Um, I'm sure everybody has learned from it. And everybody who's with us today, There is buttons at the bottom of your screen where there's Q&A and there's also the chat function. Please feel free to send through your questions now so that we can send it through to and give it to Moria so he can answer them for you. You can just type in in the Q&A or the chat button there. So at the moment, um, Moria, while we're waiting for somebody to ask a question, I'd like to know, which are the biggest challenges do you think companies, especially on the African continent, and family businesses are going to face having to get back on track after this shutdown?
1: Okay, thank you, Tisi. Actually, the the biggest challenge is the cash flow challenges. Many companies at the moment, have, have, have really been affected. You know, there are no cash flows like uh, they were before. And you know that the, the many times uh, some companies operate from, let me say, hand to mouth in quotes, whereby whatever you receive today is what you use to finance your operations tomorrow. Uh, many of these companies actually um, do not, Have enough cash that may sustain them after the pandemic, and um, I don't know this whether this is actually cutting across all countries. Many countries have advised uh, um, businesses to approach their banks, whereby uh, possibly they can get a moratorium on the loans. Mm. You can imagine with the uh, uh, the. The, the less cash flows that are coming in and you use the same to pay the loans, then it becomes very difficult for you to sustain your operations. Remember you have, there, there is what we call fixed cost in businesses. The fixed costs must be catered for. And if you are unable to meet the fixed costs at the moment, for instance, if you are in a premise whereby you pay rent and you and your landlord, you don't agree, at this time, definitely the landlord will close your business. And by the time we get back uh, to normancy, normalcy, your businesses will have already been closed down. So family business owners need to come up with a way on how they can suspend some of the operational costs at the moment, especially the fixed costs. Things like rent, those are the things that can actually collapse these businesses at the moment. But if they are unable to postpone this this kind of expenditure now, then they will be on their feet even after this period. The issue is how do you manage this time such that your businesses do not collapse as far as cash, cash flow is concerned. That is one. The second one is the issues of staff. Many staff who will not be paid during this time, highly likely they may not come back to work. Really, if you have not helped me during the time of need, why are you calling me when you need me? That is, that is. those are some of the discussions we are actually having with some staff. This, this, this family business owner told me to go home. They will call me when the time comes. They are not paying me, I'm suffering. Then why should I go back? to work, which means we are likely to lose very important staff if we don't manage it very well. Therefore, it is important for family business owners to identify those people who are a real asset to their company. Let them discuss with them. Even if they don't pay them 100%, at least pay them some percentage. Because if you just leave me when I need you, then please don't call me when you need me. So the challenge is we might lose very key staff members during this time. And I'm telling you this from experience. Yesterday, I called one of my very strong staff. He's a digital marketer. He does all the designs for me. The guy told me, this is for a family business that I I, I consult for as, as as a consultant in this area. This guy told me I was told to go home. I'm designing nothing. And actually, I may not come back to work. So I, I have to, de- to, to devise a good way of approaching some of these key staff so that they can come back to work. The business is not generating enough money to pay them. The business owners, for sure, it will also not be very prudent for you to go to your pocket and start paying people. That, is, that, that, that principle never applies in any business. But you need to develop a rapport with your with your staff. So those are the two main problems, sisi One is uh, we may not stand on, your f- on our feet after this pandemic if we have not been able to manage uh, our expenditure because we shall have no cash flow to kickstart our business. Number two, we might lose key staff members after this pandemic. Thank you. Um, And I have a question. What do you feel is the role of next generation in succession planning? Um, Next gen. Now, you see, the issue with next gen is, many of them are reluctant to learn at the moment. If they are not able to learn at the moment, even if they take over these businesses after the current generation exit, then there may be some gaps in continuity. It is important for the next gen to be inculcated into the cultures of the business at the moment by the current generation. You realize if, for instance, you are not part of the business now, then you take over the business, maybe when the current uh, owners exit. That is something we call owner's syndrome in succession. Owner's syndrome is where everyone says, ah, the boss are same, the boss will do, the boss will sign checks, the boss will, will, um, you know, will buy the items. Everything is the boss. Remember, the boss is the founder of the business, including maybe the would be successors, could be a daughter, could be a son, If you ask them something, they will say, uh, My father, my father has not done, my mother has not done. And if they are not inculcated now, then after these people exit, it becomes difficult for the business to take over Nikki. That is why our people, you know, research has shown that only 30% of African family businesses is going to the second generation, 15 is going to that, 4% goes beyond that generation, which means fifth generation, there is no business. The reason is, one, there is no mentorship when the founder of the business is alive. Therefore, the, the next gen is not Part of the business at the moment. Businesses that have succeeded, the would be successors, that is now the next generation, is part of the business from the very beginning. They know everything. I have worked with some people whereby the only signatory to the account is the first generation, the second generation doesn't know anything. I have dealt with family businesses whereby, if it is dealing, for instance, with the stock, where they buy these items, it is only the first gen that knows. What happens if the, the second gen or the 3rd gen is, I mean, the second gen or the third gen, as the case may be, is not part of the business now, there will be a gap after the first business owner exit. For instance, during this period, if many of the business owners in African businesses are aged between uh, 60 70 and 80 because many of African family businesses were started in 1960s so this is the high time actually many of these people are exiting which means if you are in your 70s you are a family business owner unfortunately the, the, the likelihood of you even getting COVID 19 is very high. Let us not cheat ourselves. If old age has come, it has come. We, the problem is that many of, the, many of us don't like talking about death in Africa, by the way, which is different from other parts of the world. People discuss death. A person of my age. In my early 30s, as a will. I think, I don't know whether you saw the UK guy who was in in ICU of COVID 19 and he called. Sorry? The Prime Minister. No, not the Prime Minister. Now, there is a person who was in the hospital in the same ICU with the Prime Minister. I don't know whether you read the story. Mm -hmm. That guy who was in ICU with the Prime Minister called a person at home to tell them where the will is. He is 35 years. Why did he do this? Because he thought he would not come back to life. Imagine at 35, he has already put down what he wants if he is out of this world. But some of us, Moria, who owns a family business at 34, he fears that if he talks about secession now, he is inviting death. No. Death will come at its own own time, whether you talk about it or you don't. So let us inculcate our next gen in our businesses. Let them know what we need in these businesses. Thank you. Thank you, Nick.
0: Moria, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I see that everybody seems to be satisfied in our chat box and also in our question and answer. There's no more questions coming through, so I'd just like to wrap it up for today. And thank you so much for your time. And um, looking forward to reading more of your work and your research on family business going into the future.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Ceci. Um, I will actually. I don't know how you will share the slides. I would. I would really like, especially the um, uh, the, the, the the sites uh, or, or no the the sites that uh, are in slide number five.
0: The ones I highlighted. Okay. Um, yes. What you can do is you can just send me through the slides on email, and okay. I will put a link so that everybody yeah. who is part of this can yes. download your slides and get the information or and you can also send through the links to me and i'll make sure that i share with everybody on our email list
1: that's okay i'll definitely do that
0: okay all right thank you so much enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe
1: thank you so much guys wish you well and let us know that family businesses contribute 70 percent of world gdp and they employ over 60 percent of workforce in the world they need to be sustained they need to be maintained thank you indeed thank you thank you so much wish you